Hey! Welcome to the Call Her Auntie podcast. My name is Grace, and we are so glad you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life in the city. So if you're on those dreadful morning commutes or on the subway, wherever you are, we hope you're listening to us and relating to our experience because both Quay and I have been there. Hey everybody, thanks for your patience, thanks for listening, and welcome back to the Call Her Andy podcast. Over the next little bit, it will be me, but not me alone. I will have on different guests, our different co-hosts and different guests. Our good pal and sis Grace is taking a little bit of a um, break right now to focus on her family, but we know we always encourage that and we always love that. So today, and for the next little bit, we're going to have our previous guest back as a co-host, and we're going to have Faith Julian back. What's up, Faith? Hello, Gwei, everyone. I'm so excited to be your co-host for the next little bit. I am so excited to introduce some of... um, some Mi'kmaq aunties and uh in our language we call auntie Sugwis. Sugwis. So over the next little bit we're gonna be talking to some Sugwis from Mi'kmaq. Yes. yes. Yeah okay mm-hmm. and we'll learn more about how life is out that way what it's like to move from a res there and in the maritime some to somewhere else or on the flip side, what it's like to move from like Ontario to the East Coast Maritimes. So yes. we are so grateful for Faith, who's just been a return um, guest and now um, co-hosting. And our first person that we're going to talk to is your sister, right? Yes, Mary. Mary McKay. She is the youngest of the five of us. And she's been on her educational journey, and I'm just so excited that she'll be here to join us today. Yeah, Mary is on her grind. So I guess all that we can do is let you continue to listen. So we hope you enjoy it. Enjoy, everyone. Okay, you guys ready? A special auntie. Um, We have Mary McKay, who is from Millbrook First Nation. She is the youngest of five siblings, and one of them is Faith. Yes. She is in her sister, mm -hmm, who is in their fifth year at Dalhousie and is now working at a large bank in Canada. Mary is a dog mom, a sister, like we said, and an auntie, and a dog auntie, I guess, too um mary how are you and what have you been up to and tell us more about yourself i am good um haven't been doing much other than school and work like i just started at the bank which has been exciting but it's quite difficult back there not gonna lie um i can feel feel you there we've been the grind like my motto on Twitter, we used to tweet a lot and every day I'd be like 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. getting up to practice. To, then it would be like, I'd tweet like rise and grind. Now I would like 
Now I just cry when I have to get up. <laughs> That's me right now. <laughs> I'm sure we all been there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's also this season for Spotify rap. And unfortunately, our pals over there in the Julian household, McKay household are with Apple iTunes. So can you guys give us Faith first, yes. tell us who your top five artists are, and then Mary, what are yours? Okay, so my number one artist is Kalani, followed by Thames, Beyonce, Kanye West, and Drake. So those are my top five. And um, I'm not surprised about Kalani. She is my favorite artist. Her mom is also Indigenous, which is cool. And uh, Thames is from Nigeria. She's super talented. I love her voice. She's been such a vibe. Beyonce I was surprised about because um, I haven't been a huge listener over the past few years, but I love this album. It's been amazing. And Kanye and Drake is, uh, they always seem to make the list. <laughs> How about you, Mary? So my top five is, my number one is Eminem. Number two is Drake. Three is Doja Cat. Four is Kanye West. And five is Nicki Minaj. I'm pretty shocked about it because I didn't realize I listened to Eminem that much. <laughs> <laughs> Really, when did that happen? <laughs> right. So, would Doja Cat would she be more R and B or rap, or is she more just pop? I think like she's fun. Fun, <laughs> she is fun. Yeah. But like, I don't know how to define her genre. I think it is like R and B pop. Yeah, but most of all your genres are rappers. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even. So <laughs> that means you're, that's that's your main genre. Yeah. I think mine is too. Even though I have like three R&B singers at the top, I do think when I look at my top 10, I'd say six are pop and then four are R&B. Georgia Cat said that she's straight R&B and no rap at all. But I feel like there's another part that says on Wikipedia, she can be described as a hip-hop pop r&b and rap pop artist yeah so she can't be defined she cannot be defined they cannot put doge cat in a box no they cannot at all do you want to hear mine yes i do not shocked tell us not shocked by this drake (laughs) is number one (laughs) yes number two we're not shocked um Beyonce is number three so we all love her same Wale is number four and then Kanye is number five but I think that Kanye comes in when I'm working out yes it's true so I think that's I how we got up there love his uh gospel album for working out I find that very motivating the what the gospel album I don't know if it's the gospel the what is the one that has oh in the first album one of his first albums, like Through the Wire, that still like is so motivating on on when I'm doing some sprints. Interesting, because I would say Watch the Throne and Graduation are the ones that I play on repeat. So we had just have a different workout vibe. It's true. It's true. Because you know what my favorite song is? Pop That by French Montana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. Mine is uh, Toxic by Kalani. No okay, you say by Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what were your um, most played songs then? Yeah. What about you, Mary? Mine's all Kalani. Most played. Um, Handsomer by Russ. For My Hand by Burna Boy. Yeah, Burna Boy's really good. Yeah, and First Class by Jack Harlow. Nice. Okay. Mine is Big Energy by Lotto, Mariah Carey, and DJ Khaled. And then I think this had happened because of when we went with um your other sister in February to the Dominican, all they ever wanted. And like ever since then, I played it like once a day. Oh, for From real? Base. Yeah. And then oh my goodness. Walk, walk Away by Kaleem Taylor and energy by Beyonce like I remember thinking hearing energy and just wherever I am even if I'm in the shower I have to like stop the shower and go and go like listen listen to the beat because it's so good Mm -hmm. it's so good well we all like similar music is that you know common for girls growing up on the res (laughs) I don't know we should pull up music (laughs) what's your genre (laughs) Okay, let's get into the questions and get to know Mary, because we know a lot about her, but we want you, the listeners, to hear how cool Miss Mary is. So Mary, tell us where you grew up and what it was like there. So I grew up in Millbrook, First Nation, in Nova Scotia, and I, I love Millbrook. Like, I miss it so much. Like, I've had... I felt like I had a really good childhood in Millbrook. Like my best friend lived across the street so I could just run over to her house all the time. And like, we would just walk around the res and it was fun. I felt really safe there. Yeah. What do you think about her youth? Uh, well, I got to see Mary grow up for most of her young part of her life, but I also moved away in her teens to travel away for school. So I would pop in in the summertime and, um, and well, from what people tell me, um, on the res that I didn't get to see growing up is that she's a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun she what i heard on the street yeah. <laughs> i knew people were talking she's about like, me they were like um they're like yeah mary is you know she's following right in your footsteps faith <laughs> i was a lot of fun too <laughs> yeah you're like i too <laughs> we enjoyed our teenage life on the rest good fun yeah. <laughs> Mary, I have a question. When you saw your older sisters go off to school and leave the reserve, um, what were you thinking about that the whole time when you were growing up? Like, did you miss them? Were you excited for them? Well, I was really young. So I thought, like, why are they doing this to me? Why are they leaving me here? (laughs) (laughs) But no, I like it kind of like motivated me when I was graduating high school. Like I wanted to like walk in their footsteps and I wanted to do what they did. Like they went off and left the reserve and went to school and lived on their own. And yeah, 
they were like I was so inspired <laughs> Aww. Oh, that's so sweet <laughs> then where where do you go to school though I mean you, we we said it in the intro but how come you picked Dalhousie in the program you picked um well I don't even know I just seen like good stuff about Dalhousie and I just had my mindset I was like oh I'm going there like I said I was going there before I even got accepted so I was <laughs> really confident <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. um I she chose that's her mind to something and follows through yeah I like to you know go for what I want to do I'm not even but, sure if you applied for anything else no I didn't I was so wow. sad wow you yeah, put all I didn't your eggs apply. in my basket yeah I was like this or nothing no <laughs> Well, they made a good choice. <laughs> Thank God. Right? And I didn't know what I wanted to do, like, when I was applying. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to go in. Like, but I actually talked to Faith about this because I wasn't sure what to do. And Faith suggested that I go into management because you can, like, pretty much get any job with that degree. And, like, it's like a flexible type of degree and um yeah I'm really glad that I listened because I ended up loving it I'm really glad that you picked that one too because I did business admin not business management but I feel with the admin I could literally do anything I'm like I I feel like I have the skills the right skills to be successful anywhere in any role and so I've been lucky to be able to like weave it into education and then weave it out into sport, but then weave it back into an employment somewhere else. So um, that's, I'm really glad that you are in management because I think a lot of people often go into something really specific. Like where, when I grew up, it was like, you're either in nursing business or law, um, but nursing and law are really specific. And then like you're saying, like management, you can do, you can manage anything, yeah. right? I'm, I'm so proud of Mary for, you know, going for it because there are a lot of our young students who are just like, I don't know what I'm going to do and, you know, take time off and, you know, you, you still don't really know what you're going to do. You really don't figure out what you're going to do until you're in it, trying yeah. things out. Right. So, and it's yeah. so versatile. I really think that more guidance counselors should be telling students that to go into business yeah right rather than the arts I mean not to be I love I love people who are creative and I love I just this is you can hate on me for saying this but I feel like you need to learn a skill that's applicable into the world like management admin something like accounting like that and you can always have your passion you can literally always be painting but you can work but if you love it so much where you're like a nine to five or a 10 to six would like kill me and I want to paint all the time, then I'm like, no, for sure you should go into and be creative, but your hobbies, you always need a hobby. Like you need a hobby to keep you fit. You need a, co- a hobby to keep you sane. You need a hobby to keep you like creative. Yes. You, you But you need, you need a, a job to feed you and house you and like. Good <laughs> <laughs> yes. to have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mary, where you went to you were you're in school for management but what do you do now at the bank so I am a customer experience associate so I just started 
that so right now I'm just learning like doing courses and shadowing like other people that I work with right now but I was very grateful that I like got this job because I am still in school and most of the like pretty much all like all the people that work there are like full into their career right now so it's like kind of hard being like the youngest like still in school but it's still good like there's a really good group of people that work there that's great and that came from connections through your summer internship yeah so I did I worked with um the insurance side of that bank for uh three years so I did that during the summertime wow yeah so I ended up getting a really great manager and she was able to connect me with people to get me this job mentorships are so important you know they can play such a great role I think mentorships and networking are so important because yes. I even remember when the conversation we had in one in a car somewhere faith where we were talking about like see seeing if Mary would want to do that and I literally thought it was like still two years ago but I can't believe or like last year I can't believe it's been like three years now that um you've been grinding out there Mary oh yeah I've been here since 2018 nice and she got through it even with the pandemic yeah that's great it was a tough time oh yeah intense so when did you move then? Like it was 2018 when you moved off the res and then what was that like? And like, what kind of adjustment did you have to go through? It was like, I had a really hard time in my first year. Like it was so weird moving cause I moved into the dorm for my first year and kind of like culture shock because I hung out and grew up with the same people my entire life. The majority of them being from reserve and then when I went off there was just, like can I say white people <laughs> there's a bunch of white people around and I didn't know how to <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh I was on the hunt for native friends like I was looking around I like natives. <laughs> that's how I found Quay <laughs> So I ended up meeting one of my best friends, Savannah, and um, it's funny because she came up to me and she was like, are you native? And I'm like, yeah. She was, I was like, are you? She's like, yeah. And then we just like. <laughs> Instant besties. Yeah. Um, just meeting like new friends that like have shared the same experiences with me. It made it a lot easier to like get through and like live at the dorm because there was like a few of my friends that were living in the dorm too. So I was able to like hang out with them like when I got lonely or needed a friend. Yeah, it's it was like, awesome. yeah, but it kind of sucked because all of them dropped out because um, they were all struggle struggling leaving the reserve. Yeah. So like halfway in my first year, mm-hmm. they all ended up moving home and then I was stuck here by myself. So that was challenging, but. That happens a lot of my reds too. Like everyone goes down, hey Maggie, everyone goes down to like Western and stuff. And then halfway through they're like, 
drop out and come back or something and I'm like shoot that that must be hard because I didn't I didn't go away I only went like to Algoma which was 20 minutes but Dal is like an hour from Melbourne mm-hmm. it's not like yeah. the quickest but it's not like yeah that's a good well there's no bus road. either really you know so what it's not like you can just get on a bus and go home Mm-hmm. you know you have if you don't have a car then you need to like arrange drive to like for someone to pick you up and take you back and that could be tough Mary so for any other native kids thinking about going off the reserve to go to school what would it what is a tip that you wish you would have known because but you saw all your sisters going right so you're like oh I thought I knew how to do this but what was a tip that you're like I wish I knew that um, I would say try to make more trips home or more like call your family more because um, I felt pretty alone because I didn't have a car for like the first year and a half. So I had to like, yeah, try to arrange drives to go home. Um, like a tip I would say is just wait it out it will get easier and it will get better that's a good one yeah I like that it'll get better because when you're in it you're like this fucking sucks (laughs) yeah literally school's hard sometimes Mm -hmm. okay so my next question then is how did how do you take care of your mental health like that must have been hard in school and then right now balancing school and work and with the pandemic, how do you take care of your mental health um well I go to therapy so that helps a lot I feel like everyone needs therapy and I think just like having a dog has been a lot better because I've been going outside more yeah and, like, having to take them for walks like just getting outside and walking I feel like that's like really helped like yeah it really helped my mental health and I don't even know (laughs) those are big things that you just named it is Quay and I both have talked about this before on uh, some of the episodes we both have gone on our healing journeys and have done therapy And uh, it really did help me through school too. And if you can't get it independently, they do usually offer counseling in institutions. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I do highly recommend if you are struggling in school or just need some extra support, look into accessing the counseling services. It's, It's worth it. And it can help save you during some tough times. If you need extra time for assignments or tests or anything like that, they can help work with you and help with make it work, get you through. Yeah. Okay, Mary, as a Mi'kmaq woman, when you were in school and now, like as a Mi'kmaq woman who's like in the business world, who's in the academic world, how do you take care of your spiritual health? Um, I pray a lot and 
I smudge and burn sage like I feel like that helps me especially like when I'm having a bad day or just like feeling negative energy on me I find that helps like cleanses me and like cleanses my space so I think those are like the two main things yeah yeah I think those are big Maggie what do you tell me all the time Sm- uh, you tell me smudge don't judge when I get all yeah, in- smudge, don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's cool. a good one <laughs> I'm gonna start using that smudge, yeah. don't judge <laughs> we're all gonna take it now yeah smudge don't judge chuck it on a t-shirt yeah <laughs> it's copyrighted here y'all so don't say i would like royals yeah <laughs> sorry student sorry student don't take it from us um if you do we're all gonna spam you and report your account <laughs> okay so tell us more about like becoming a new pet mom because i am a cat mom i have been a cat mom since 2015 2014 maybe and she's definitely been like a therapy pet for all my friends and family, even Faith. <laughs> Tell us about your new um, puppy dog. Yeah, so I have a basset hound. He's three months and his name is Ollie. He's so sweet and he's like really smart. So I lucked out like it was actually very impulsive of me to get him because it was so last minute like so I messaged the breeder two years ago and asked if she had any puppies and like she didn't have any. And then she reached out to me in August and asked if I wanted a dog. And then I was like, oh no, like I can't afford it. Like I'm still in school right now. And then about a month later, I ended up seeing like pictures that she posted of the puppies. It's like, well, if she has like one boy left, I might as well get him. So I, I messaged her and there was one boy left and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. So I'm really happy about my decision though. He's, he's been great. Like he really, really I babysat him. He and was how was that? So smart. Oh my goodness. Like he's Smarter just. Smarter than baby. the chihuahuas? He's yeah. not. Oh, the, the, he was okay with, uh, Barry or Alicia's golden retriever. They were, they played really good together. The yeah. child was, I don't know. Gotta be a little careful. No, I'm scared about letting him hang out with them. Yeah. The palm cheese. Yeah. They're crazy. And I don't want him to get jumped by his cousins. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'm the last one out of all my siblings that doesn't have a pet. Do you think you'll ever get one? You were really close, though, a couple of times. Really close. I would like to. I'm not sure yet. I'm a little allergic to cats. <laughs> like, well, I'm can... like, okay, cat, I have to clean everything up for us to spend the weekend together. <laughs> well, you can share my dog with me, Faith. Yeah, I'll share. I'm an auntie mom. Yeah. Auntie dog mom and just auntie mom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mom Mom vibes. Faith, you do like part partly like when we talk about like when we were pals. 
I definitely needed like a big sister type of mom vibe and you definitely felt fit that in for me what and I think that like yeah that's that's just because you're the oldest one of the oldest right like you have that yeah vibe air yeah I know so we have a big family right and uh so I guess um Mary and I were sort of opposite ends of the spectrum like I'm one of the oldest and she's one of the youngest or she is the youngest she's the baby in the family so um I guess from your perspective, Mary, what is it like to be the youngest? And uh, what do you wish your older siblings, aka myself, knew about it? Um, so, like, it's kind of hard being the youngest, because I was picked on <laughs> a lot. Um but it's also nice being the youngest because I have a bajillion sisters to guide me throughout my life. Like, I think without, like if I didn't have you guys like helping me and like supporting me, like I don't think I would be where I'm at now because I didn't know anything about like education or like moving out, like any of that because mom, didn't go to school or didn't work so there's a lot that I didn't know but it was just nice like having older sisters to like help me with those things what do you wish little like Faith knew um like about being the youngest yeah if there was something that you were like so frustrated and you're like oh fuck Faith I wish you could just get this Oh, yeah, like a lot, not so much, like, there's not really any issues now that I'm an adult, but like, as a teenager, um, I felt like none of my older siblings, like, believed what I said, because I was the youngest, like, I felt like, um, I felt like they thought I was a brat because of the I was the youngest but like I know that's not true but that's just how I felt when I was a teenager but you know when you're a teenager you feel like everyone's against you <laughs> I feel like my brother feels the same way I think all the okay. youngest siblings think that or I don't know like that could just be us being the older sister too again they were like yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's yeah. I can see how that would happen. Um, just thinking of my own family dynamic. Okay, so to round out the episode and think about like we're going into the holiday season, no matter what religion or thing you follow, like the holidays are coming, we're gonna get a break from work, we're gonna be forced to hang out. And you come from a large family, Mary. Um what advice do you have for other people going home or returning home for the holidays to not face burnout, like an emotional burnout? I would say, like, give yourself some space while you're home, like, you know, do some homework or like, read something or just chill by yourself for a little bit. I feel like that helps me when I'm starting to get like, 
overwhelmed by my large family and just to like appreciate like the time you have with them because like I don't go home that often because I am going to school and I'm working and I have a dog so it's like kind of hard to like make that trip back home so I think just like you know try to enjoy it even though it's hectic how do you make time for yourself faith when you're at home because I could say that like mine's easily like going to the gym or like reading a book I would say uh going to the gym trying to you know sleep rest uh just chill out watch some Christmas movies um relax do something creative uh I'm so busy throughout the year so I always try to do something a bit creative over the the Christmas break and I think this year I'm going to try acrylic painting and uh, we'll see how that goes but uh, yeah just rest if you can go on vacation go on a trip and work out be healthy and start making your new year goals nice okay mary thank you for joining us on this episode of the call her Andy podcast we're so grateful to have you as we hear from more um people out there from mcmongi and faith thank you so much for co-hosting this episode yes thank you for having me and i look forward to co-hosting for the next little bit to interview some more Mi'kma'gis. Yeah, thank you for having me as well. All right, miigwech everyone. And we'll, no, we'll in the singular. Yeah, we'll we'll to all of our listeners. Yes, we'll So your podcast, Andy's, know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast entities love you.